what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 34, Life Insurance, How to Cut Through the BS and Get to the Facts, part two, how y'all doing, man? Coming to you midweek this week, I wanted to sort of slice up uh, 33 and 34, same episode, but just cut up. See if it sinks in more. It's just pretty heavy stuff with with some of this insurance stuff. So I just wanted to break it up. Happy hump day. If you're listening to this, I fucking, I hate when people say happy hump day. It's just, that's just like so random. Back to what I was saying. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, guys, reach out to me at the New Money Podcast on Instagram. Shoot me a message, uh, feedback, or questions, anything. Uh, We also do a New Money Mailbag at the end of the show where I take a question and I just talk about it or share my thoughts, whatever. So it's pretty cool. Also, guys, would love if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to leave a review. Thank you to everybody that has. I really appreciate you guys. And thank you in advance if you're about to go leave a review, which you should. My friends, I love you. Okay, <laughs> next on the, I'm really off today. I think it's because it's Wednesday. Anyway, moving on. So last Sunday we talked about life insurance in general and why it's important to get that conversation started. Even if you're not necessarily getting a policy, uh, it's good to sort of have an awareness around it because you know your parents probably have a policy and uh, you know your beneficiary. So probably a good idea to understand that for you and your family to have a plan. Uh, God forbid something were to happen. So what I want to talk about today are the sort of nitty gritty details of life insurance, you know, term life insurance versus whole life. If you don't know what that means, that's okay. That's what we're about to dive into. And you know, what exactly is the best for you most likely. So without further ado, let's just dive on into it, baby. So let's just get into it. With life insurance, there's typically two sort of ways you can get it. You can get a term or you can get it for the rest of your life, pretty much. And there's different sort of nuances around that. So let's firstly talk about term life insurance. So term insurance is life insurance that is provided over a specific term, not build up a cash value. So we talked about that last week with cash value. Essentially, cash value is when you're paying towards your uh, policy, your policy is going to be more expensive, but a portion of that is being put away into a uh, savings account or an investing account for you with the firm that's providing you the life insurance. So term is intended strictly to provide insurance to a beneficiary in the event of death. So it's you're telling the truth, you unfortunately pass away, your beneficiaries get the money, Bob's your uncle. It pays if you die. But if you don't die, then nothing happens and your premiums are gone, which is okay because at least you're not dead and <laughs> you can just renew it. Uh, you can even renew it before the term ends. That's It's, it's not as uh, rigid as you would think it is. Premiums will be higher under the following circumstances. So the longer the term of the policy, if you get it for 20, 30, 40 years, obviously, The longer the policy, the longer uh, you're assuming you're going to be alive and the more risk you have of dying, the longer you're alive, just intuitively makes sense. The older the policy owner, again, that's kind of tied into (laughs) number one, Uh, the greater the insurance coverage. So how much are you actually covered for? Is it 1 million or is it 5 million, whatever? Um, If you're male, it's going to cost more because I mean, I, I guess we're more at risk, which makes sense. Uh, we're idiots. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you're smoking and, you know, if, if other sort of uh, medical problems are revealed, you're obviously going to be a higher risk. So that is going to be uh, indicative in the policy. So a quick aside here for you guys, when you apply for life insurance, whether that's now or down the line, please, please, please do not lie to them. 
like I said last week, they are really, really good at figuring shit out. And trust me when I say they will figure out a way to not pay out a million dollars or five million dollars or whatever your policy is if they can. And they will find out and they will dig and they will try every fucking thing they can to not pay out that money because that's just the way it is. And you got to make sure that you are completely transparent, metaphorical carpet to be pulled underneath your beneficiaries if uh, some shit went down right so just be 100 honest with them so that's term in a nutshell permanent life insurance now this is life insurance that continues to provide insurance for as long as the premiums are paid so as long as you're alive and as long as you're paying you've got the life insurance part of the premium may be used to create a savings account known as the cash value of the policy this is the main selling point for this type of insurance again you know it seems like it's um, pretty dope but we'll get into why it isn't really so in most cases permanent insurance policy premium payments may be divided into two portions so the cost of the actual insurance and then the cash value that's accruing for you the death benefit is the total amount paid tax-free to the beneficiary on the death of the policy owner so the same sort of death benefit that we talked about before just getting paid out to die to your beneficiaries if that were to unfortunately happen the cash value may be available to you if you have the policy and you're still alive um it's more so kind of like borrowing your own money than you know accessing it so it's uh it's kind of like a gray area so there are a few different types of uh, permanent life insurance so number one is whole life insurance uh, and this is a form of permanent life insurance that builds cash value based on a fixed premium that is payable for the life of the insured so this is what we're sort of talking about here the long-term growth rate of the cash value in the savings account depends on the types of investments the company selects so for example if you um you know pay more on your premium half of it's going to this cash value thing and they invest that money for you um it's tax deferred uh, in a lot of cases, and it sounds pretty good. But the punchline is on its way, so uh, stick with me here. Now, universal life insurance is a form of permanent life insurance for which you do not necessarily pay a fixed premium and which you can invest the cash value portion in a variety of investments. Okay, so the other one sounds pretty cool. It's like multi it's like investing and like um, life insurance in one. That sounds like a pretty sweet deal. No, it's not. It. I mean... For very specific circumstances, it might be able to be a pretty good tool for estate planning and uh, high-level shit like that, but we don't have to really worry about that um, at, right now. Like, like I mean, for, for us, the majority of people, term is a lot better, and here's why. Term is way fucking cheaper than whole life, number one. Oftentimes, like, half the price, right? And you're getting the same sort of coverage, but you're not getting that cash value, right? You're not accruing that sort of money. Term is also fine because if you exhaust your term, you can just renew it. Easy. It's Again, there's no lull period. You're not out of... There's no, like, sort of gap. Unless, I mean, you make that happen. But, yeah, there's no gap. You don't have to have a gap there. So you can just renew every, you know, so often, right? So the reason the cash portion and the extra shit to these tax-deferred accounts is a bad idea is because the returns suck ass. They literally fucking blow. Like, they're not good. Like, on average... They're like half the returns of the stock market. And so that's the biggest thing, right? And so it, there's a lot of calculations and I'll spare you guys because this is audio and there's no visual. And um, I just, the numbers, I'm, I'll probably just lose y'all because I lose myself when I start going through some of these examples. But essentially, it's insane how much more money you would make 
if you were to have term the bare bones and invest the difference versus just having a uh, whole life or universal life insurance policy. Almost no one actually buys permanent life insurance. It is sold to them. And it's sold to them because insurance agents make way more commission selling you permanent insurance versus term insurance, which intuitively makes sense. Way more expensive policy where we get their money and we get to do stuff with it and we can give them a shitty return versus blah, here's a premium, blah, we gotta cover them if they die, right? You know, a lot more money and business for the permanent insurance versus the term. And so eh, there's a lot of foul play that probably occurs there um, to course sort of clients into picking these policies that they're not necessarily it's in their best interest. Again, high level estate planning. You know, if you've got uh, family issues, chronic sort of issues, you know, if this makes sense for you, if if um there's, there's a lot more risk there than, you know, that's, that's a different conversation. But for the majority of us, term is more than good enough. I do have one example here. I know I kind of said I wasn't going to run through numbers, but I, I, I mean, I really like to, you know, really quick. I just want to show the difference. So let's say you're in your twenties, you're male and you're non-smoker and you look at Manulife and Manulife in Canada for a million dollar policy. Your policy would cost around 75 bucks a month. 87 bucks a month in your 30s and 158 dollars in your 40s and increases further as you age right because you're more at risk using term insurance in 10-year increments from 20 to 65 you'd pay around 130 thousand dollars over your lifetime to have life insurance now that sounds like a lot but that's a pretty good price to pay to you know assure that your uh, beneficiaries are taken care of over the entire life right this is broken up over your literal the majority of your life. If that were to be whole life, you know, the you know, permanent life insurance, you'd be paying anywhere from 355 to $630 a month in your 20s and so on and so forth and it changes along the way most likely. But the calculation we came out with was 200,000 to up to $340,000 in premiums, <laughs> right? So, let's say for the sake of this example, you get the lower amount for the whole life. You're going to net around $200,000 paid out to the insurance company for pretty much the exact same fucking coverage, $70,000 more. It costs you $70,000 more. Now you might be thinking, okay, well that's 70,000 or however much has been put away from me in a cash value policy. Yeah, well, mm, not really that fucking great because the average return of a investment vehicle of a, a life insurance and in, in some of these firms is around three to five percent in america and i think the number is pretty similar in canada as well and the historical stock market return is eight to ten percent so it's double right and so if you again get the bare bones invest the difference you're going to be a lot better off these percentage differences can really mean millions of dollars especially when you account for compound interest and things like that i mean you're, you're like i mean assuming that you stay on plan and you're investing and things like that and you stay consistent and you compare the two it's not even close right again not an estate planner not a cpa i am not in a place to say that there isn't a world where this makes sense for you know a higher net worth individual or a specific situation but 95 percent of us come on guys term get it bare bones done finish kaput that's all you need that's all you need
Now, lastly, what I want to chat about is how much money should you actually have the policy for it? A million bucks, two million bucks? I mean, that sounds pretty cool, but like, what is it? What actually makes sense? Well, this is a very specific question as it sounds. It comes down to what you think the people around you will need and what's the standard uh, for the offerings of the insurance company you're looking at. So the most standard rule of thumb is the income method. Uh, super simple. It's a general formula that determines how much life insurance is needed based on the policy holder's annual income. This normally specifies the life insurance amount as a multiple of your annual income. So usually 10 to 12% of your income is a good place to start for your policy. Uh, but the disadvantage is that it doesn't actually consider your age or household circumstances or how much um, your expenses are or anything really like that. So it's, it's, it's a very rule of thumby sort of thing, but it's not very nitty gritty. You could do a more comprehensive calculation and your insurance agent can actually help you out to figure out what's best if they're a true fiduciary and they're you know acting in your best interest i got nothing against insurance agents i'm sure there's great ones out there just do your due diligence and find a good company right it's important to consult with family and consider your dependents and really think long and hard about what kind of a number sounds good uh, being able to afford it and and you know being manageable of, uh, of a premium uh, while still getting that coverage that you guys would need uh, in in such an unfortunate event so some factors that should be considered are annual living expenses special future expenses debt job marketability of the spouse that's really important how marketable is the spouse if you're in a family uh, if something were to happen right if it's low then you might need you know more insurance so that they have more time to get on their feet another consideration is the value of existing savings right so again a quick aside here i just kind of want to go back to the marketability thing that one really you know one thing when i was learning about this that kind of really really hit me hard was if you're married and maybe if only one of you guys works you know the white only the wife works and the guy doesn't or if the person who passes away was the one that didn't work, right? So you still have the spouse that does work. Well, now that spouse has to work less, right? They have to take care of their kids more. They have to compensate in other ways. You know, it's, it's very difficult. So it's a lot of good, a lot of times, it's probably a good idea to have life insurance on both the person that works and the person that doesn't because intuitively you think, okay, I only need to cover the person in the relationship that makes money, right? and be to, to supplement for them making money if, if they were to pass but it's a huge consideration to think that i gotta cover the person that's taking care of the kids they're not just not working i gotta i gotta uh, uh ensure the person that is at the house i gotta ensure the, the person that's really running the family because that's you know the job if they're staying at home whether it's the husband or wife or partner or whatever that's running the family that is that is a that is a fucking full full-time job and that is going to take a huge strain on the widow or widower you know dealing with all of that and so very sort of counterintuitive way to think about it but it really does make a lot of sense and that really resonated with me so someday if i were to start a family and for whatever reason my wife isn't working or is um you know in a different sort of um place and she's raising the family or if if i'm in that position and and my wife's out there grinding i'm a stay-at-home dad whatever right i'm gonna have a policy on both of us because oh my god have we even talked about the emotional trauma there needs to be compensation for that like the, the, everything everything needs to be taken care of and so um this is years down the line i don't expect a lot of the people listening to this 
um, to really be resonating with this. I mean, I can't even begin to resonate with this because I'm a young guy. I don't think I'm starting a family anytime soon. But, you know, guys, if we start thinking about shit like this now, holy fuck, like we're going to be on another planet uh, when we when we grow up. And so that's that's really what um, I'm trying to go for with this. And it's really good high level stuff to be aware of. So yes, that was a lot, but all you guys really need to know is that you should just get term life insurance when you have some dependents, and it's a good idea to you know, understand uh, what's going on with your parents or your guardians, or if you're a beneficiary at all, it's, it's a good idea to understand uh, what your role is with that, what you're entitled to, etc. cetera. Um, I, I do want to do an episode on estate planning and and. You know, I, I'd have to do a lot of research for that because that's I'm not too familiar with that stuff, but it really intrigues me, and I think it's really awesome. So I might even bring somebody uh, on the show that could actually speak to that a lot better. I think that'd be a really cool idea. But yes, term is good. Get that. Invest the difference. <laughs> that's probably the best way. Great. So I got another new money mailbag question. We skipped it last week, so we're going to do it this week. And the question this week was... How did I grow my Instagram following? So I don't have that big of a following. I think it's 3,500 now, something like that, um, which is good. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I got greater ambitions. I'm trying to really blow this motherfucker up. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, how, how I did it, there's one thing I did. And I think I've talked about it before. There's literally one thing I did. One thing and one thing only and everything else is just kind of around this. I engaged in the community. That's it. I looked up hashtags. I found different posts. I connected with different people. I, I fucked with their stuff. I left genuine comments. I engaged with their stuff. And I did that on a mass scale. And I busted my fucking ass. And I did that over and over and over and over and over again over the entire quarantine. And I mean, that's just, that's just what happened. And uh, eventually that just kind of compounded. And here I am. Um, have a nice little modest following. I love you guys so, so much. And uh, it's great. And I really do want to grow uh, this show and, and that following and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, really, really build our own sort of tight knit community, the new money community. You know what I'm saying? So if you ever want to do anything like that or start a page in your passion, uh, I think Instagram is still one of the best places to do it. It's it's really awesome. There's a lot of great people. It's well connected to people you know um, and a lot of uh, fantastic people that you don't know uh, that are waiting for you out there. It's, it's, it's pretty easy to find them. So uh, hashtag, looking up different hashtags, engaging with a ton of different people. Um, and just going crazy on that is really how I, I grew it. There's, there's literally no other way. There's no fucking secret formula. There's no algorithm bullshit. Uh, there's no, really, there's no hashtag strategy. I mean, I, I max out the hashtag. I use like, I think it's 25 to 30 a post. And yeah, that's, that's, that's how I do it. And that's how I'm going to keep doing it because it's working. So, uh, yeah, let me know if you guys have any questions on that. If you ever want to start anything, I really do encourage people going out of their comfort zones and, um, you know, talking about this stuff, even if it's for fun. Right. So, uh, thank you so much for that question. So my friends, that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really quick, I want to wrap up what we talked about. So the first takeaway, term insurance is probably better off for 95% of people. Probably a good idea for you to consider, but 
looking to hold life, if, if you know there there are some benefits there that um, you know make sense for you. I, I think that uh, this world is is a lot of gray, a lot of fucking gray, not much black and white, a lot of fucking gray. So uh, you know if there's a world where that makes sense for you, then I definitely encourage you to consider it. But more often than not, term is kind of key there. Number two, if you're considering getting a policy, think of how much you would need, how much your family would need or how much your dependents would need and, you know, go from there, right? And do some pretty in-depth calculations, consult with others, uh, figure out what is best and, you know, come up with a plan because, uh, again, unfortunate truth, a lot of people don't come up with a plan and then something happens and then it's just stressful. The most stressful thing I, I couldn't even imagine, like, God forbid, like, having to scramble and worry about finances when this, you know, that sort of thing happened. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be a bunch of scrambling regardless, but uh, wow, like just an extra sort of blow to to a really tough time. So uh, just just try to get ahead of that, guys. I don't mean to be dark and morbid, but it's I'm trying to prevent that. You know what I'm saying? So and number three, again, think outside the box with some of this stuff. If you were to if you're listening to this and you do have a family, consider ensuring the person that doesn't uh, necessarily have an income is staying at home because they're just as important to the family and they need to be um, compensated if they if you were to lose them uh, for whatever reason. So uh, that's a very I mean, that was groundbreaking for me to think about because I literally would have never thought of that um, intuitively. Like it just kind of like was like, whoa. So, uh, yeah, think about that. Think about all this stuff no action required for a lot of us that are listening to this but you know it's really good stuff to be aware of so thank you so much for being interested in it and giving it a listen i I appreciate you guys if you're if you're listening to this right now uh and you listen all the way through like thank you uh you must have a lot of trust in me because fucking life insurance like i mean i i (laughs) it's not necessarily the uh getting getting you up out of bed in the morning but uh, if, if you guys are really messing with it, I, I really appreciate it. I, I like doing the episodes. So uh, just like eating your veggies, you got to get them in. You know, no no big deal. But uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, and uh, we'll see you soon. I am out this. Well, I got to do the sign out thing, right? I got to do the, the branded sign out thing. I am out this mother. Peace. Peace.